Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of That's Entertaining for 2018, the first episode for January. Yes, it is still January. We're recording this at uh, 11.27 p.m. Eastern Time, 10.27 p.m. Central Time. It is still January. We're going to beat this in the buzzer. Uh, it's uh, going to be a close one, though. We'll see how it, how it comes out. But... Um, joining me on this fine evening is one Mr. Delvin Cox. Delvin, welcome to the program. I think this is your first time on That's Entertaining. Yes, it is. It's awesome to be on, to say the least. <laughs> Good to have you, sir. And for our listeners who may not uh, have had a chance to listen to your other podcast exploits, uh, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you? Well, just type in your Google machine, Delvin Cox Experience. Simple as that. It's on iTunes, Stitcher. Wherever you get your podcast at, and this is a, it's a great little podcast. You want to listen to different interviews with different people, like from PSVG or my boy Nathan Thomas, for example. What? Yep. <laughs> hmm. I don't know about that one. You might want to skip that one. It might oh. spoil your experience. Uh, if I mean, listen to Delvin's part, but you just mute it whenever I'm talking. Let me give you a fun fact about that. When I first started my podcast, the first guest on the show was Nate. That was me and Donnie, right? Yep. Yeah. So I've been on twice. I'm a I'm a repeat guest. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, it's always good to talk to you, man. Um, so uh, tonight, what I wanted to talk about was this is gonna be a little different. Usually, we talk about movies or complete seasons of TV shows or whatever. But this time, there's a show that uh, has caught my eye that I think is pretty cool. It just debuted this month, uh, January 2018. But it's one that I've had my uh, my radar on? I don't know. For a long time um, on the CW, we know that they've done Arrow, um, The Flash, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, and Supergirl over there. But they've added a new one uh, that just started called Black Lightning. And I'll be honest, I don't know much of a backstory about Black Lightning. I know he's a DC character, obviously, which DC characters are my weak point. Um, I don't know a ton about... the. I know, you know, Batman, Superman, the mainstays, right? But I really don't know much about Arrow, quite honestly, The Flash, Green Lantern, Black Lightning. These are some of my, my weaker characters I don't know. So my question for you going into this, what do you know about Black Lightning? Well, off the top of my head, I, kn I know for a fact he was DC's first African-American superhero. He was the first? If I'm correct, yes. He's the first African-American superhero for DC. Oh, that's cool. Do you know when he, like, what year it was first uh, printed? Ooh, I don't remember off the top of my head. I, if I remember correctly, because, you know, not the best DC, but DC is not known for having that many African-American comic, comic book characters. Mm -hmm. Whereas Marvel's a little more diverse in that area. But um, if I remember correctly, this was made, like, in the 70s or 60s. Around the time when uh, Marvel came out with characters like Luke Cage and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Black Panther looks amazing. Oh, yes, it definitely does. I can't wait for that. Next month, ladies and gentlemen, just to spoil it, that's what we'll be talking about is Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Black Lightning. Um, this is a, you know, an, like a character that's in, like, the ether. You know, I've never seen him in a Batman comic or you know, in, in the in the other shows before, but it's kind of cool the way that they, they kind of brought this out. is like he's this this hero that had 
he's kind of past his prime in a lot of ways, and he's kind of coming out of retirement. And he's, it's just a really cool backstory. Like, he's a school principal, and he's the actor that plays him, first off. I gotta, I gotta find his name, because this man is amazing. He reminds me of uh, the guy that plays Luther, um, Idris Elba, a little bit. Just like the yeah. intensity that he has. Um, and his name is Chris Williams, if I'm correct. Chris Williams. And if you guys listening haven't seen this show, haven't seen uh, Chris Williams acting, Chris or Cress, C R E S S, this guy, he is like so intense, so believable. Um, and just relatable character, and <laughs> I mean, just watching him on screen is mesmerizing. I immediately got drawn into him as a character because of this actor and the way he portrays it. Um, what did you think of uh, of the way that he portrays uh, the character Black Lightning uh, or his alter ego um, in in the in the show? Well, the first thing that hits me off the bat about the character is the fact that. He's different from the average superhero, in a sense where, see, especially different from the average black superhero, in a sense where you know usually, like for example, Luke Cage, he's a person with a troubled past. He was in prison, then he got to try to make a, make amends for his past deeds. Mm-hmm. Like I, on the other hand, it's kind of a corny, straight straight laced guy. Who just wants to make his make his neighborhood better? Mm-hmm. He's not the type. He's not the typical guy you usually see as a superhero. Like for example, not to get too deep in the first episode, he's dropping corny one-liners, but he's fighting bad guys, <laughs> and and he's even making dad jo- dad jokes at one point. Well, he is a dad. But, he can do that. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is he's doing this, and it makes sense because it fits his character. Mm-hmm. And that's. Off bat, one thing I did like about it because he's not just a superhero to be a superhero. He's a superhero, and he's a dad. He plays both parts so well. Mm-hmm. And so when he's playing the dad, like he's he's got the daughters, you know, and he's protecting them. And that's just you know, I'm a, I'm a new a new father, my son. I I have a excuse me, my son will be two months old here. <laughs> Ah, I'm about to die. I'm sorry. I, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to be able to edit all these coughs out, but we'll just roll with it, whatever. Um, cool. But as a you know a father to a new child, you know I can only imagine you know in 18 years, 16 years, you know that that bond, that that need to protect, especially you know if it was a, if it was a daughter, like you're going to have more of that need to protect, especially with the background that he had as a as you know a crime fighter in his prime with Black Lightning. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it just draws you in. The way that you see him caring about his daughters, and really that's what what brings him out of retirement, as we will see here in in this first episode. So, uh, this discussion, Delvin, I'm kind of wanting to to frame around just these first couple episodes, just to give the the people a taste to see if they want to go check out the uh, the show, which you can watch, by the way, if you have the CW app. <coughs> ah, I'm gonna cough all night. Sorry. Let me cut in while you're coughing. Cover, <laughs> yeah. Um, the cool thing about the show, and I recommend everybody get a chance, if you get a chance to watch the show, because I know people 
don't necessarily like Arrow or Flash because they think it's too superhero-y or they think it's too colorful or bright. Black Knight is nothing like any of those shows. Mm-hmm. Dare I say, it's more, what is more realistic? The characters are more complex. You know, the bad guy is just not a bad guy who just, ha, 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 I want to take over the world. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more deeper than that. The, the characters get the real serious issues, whether it's about drugs, religion, sexuality. It's a lot of kind of deep undertones in the show that make it, for example, um, I had a conversation with somebody about the show today, and they brought to my attention, like, when it comes to the CW universe, like the Arrowverse and stuff, this is probably the most mature show. Oh, for sure. And he, the, person I was talk to, the person I was talking to even went as far as say, I don't think you should let your kids watch this show. This is the darkest of yes. of the Arrowverse, I would assume. Yes, by far. Because not only, not only just because of violence-wise, it's because of the, the themes. themes mm-hmm. the, uh, there's so many themes in the show that are more adult-orientated. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's, it's real-life themes. I mean, these are... Are things that you know? It's it's not it's not ripped from a comic book, right? You can look at Arrow or something like that, or The Flash, and they're just comic book storylines. It's you know villain of the week type thing. But this, you know, it's in the first two episodes, you you're introduced to you know the the La La character, right? And he's kind of kind of that menacing bad character that's kind of causing this trouble, and you know he's he's got a past with Black Lightning. Uh, as as a former student, and you know, there's there's just a dynamic there that's that's really interesting, and you see the way he treats, you know, some of his family even, and you know, it's just, it's uh, it's raw a lot of, in a lot of ways. You know, I wasn't expecting to see, you know, that level of um, maturity, we'll call it. Even though this is still like a TV fourteen show, it's it's not like we're watching an HBO show over here, but it does carry those themes. Um, in a way that really represents it well, and it doesn't do it in a like a corny way. But like you said, there there are comedic moments. There, <clears throat> there are times when there is some comedic relief that's brought in. But overall, these themes are pretty poignant, and it it does a great job effectively communicating. You know, I think what the writers, what what the actors are really trying to portray, and again with these actors, everybody across the board did a fantastic job acting in this you know from the uh from the the daughter characters from the uh the estranged wife character the the cops his his buddy the tailor they're all really cool characters and i want to know more about all of them all their backstories um even to the point where i think it was in the second episode there was this little kid that does something you know he he goes up and it's just a completely like wow just like the way he carried that whole thing out it's just, and I don't, I don't want to spoil it because I want people to go watch it. But it's just so, so, so raw in a lot of in a lot of terms. What do you think about that? I, I like all the little touchstones about the show. One of the things that comes to my mind is the fact that, you know, with most superhero shows and things like that, when a superhero stops fighting, it's because of something like oh. They lost a touch for it. They lost the edge, and they want to get back. They want to get back into it for themselves. Mm-hmm. This guy's not that. To get not too spoilery about it, he quit for a reason, mm-hmm. and he had no intentions whatsoever of going back to it. 
so, the game became too much for him. Yeah, so they they had some flashbacks, which again, this isn't really a spoiler, but you can kind of see why he quit. Like his wife was really worried about him. You know, they had the young daughters. I think it was eight years ago, or it was about eight years ago. I thought. Yeah. Uh, that he had. <coughs> Excuse me. And again, I'm sorry. I'm going to be coughing this entire time. I'm so sorry. <coughs> but he uh, he had quit for for his kids, for his wife's sake, and you know he he wanted to be a better better man. He he became a principal. You know the thought where he could save more lives uh, by by sculpting those young lives than he would as as Black Lightning. That was his his kind of goal was was to you know uh, save lives by being that teacher, by being that good role model. Uh, because, you know, there's a superhero character that can do, you know, punch guys really hard, but then there's also the guy that can, you know, train young minds and try to mold them into, you know, something more that would save their lives too in the long run. It's a really, really cool and interesting dynamic, and like you said, he didn't stop being a superhero because he lost his powers, or he lost his touch. He did it because that's that's the kind of man that he, he wanted to be. He wanted to be the man uh, that was there for his daughters, that was there for his wife, that was making these right calls. Um, and, I mean, you could say, I mean, in a way, and get your thought on this, do you think that that was the right decision? Do you think that he should have stepped aside because you see what happens over these eight years and what's come up in the meantime? Or do you think that he should have continued on being Black Lightning in those in that hiatus period? I'm going to give you the honest answer. And I think it's interesting that you bring that up because in honesty and actuality, he made a selfish decision. Mm-hmm. He chose his family and himself over protecting the city. And wait, while you can't really go against your family, you can't fault that. Mm-hmm. The city kind of suffered for that. And it's crazy to see like people like see that he went on this long hiatus and all this stuff, this bad stuff happened, and him having the ability to do something about it and just sitting there for 10 years, just essentially letting it happen. Right. He's just kind of sitting sitting by, being a bystander at that point. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting the way that happened. Mm-hmm. Because and you don't really get that from a superhero story. Hmm. Like, you, you look at uh, other superheroes where they, they stop being superhero, let's say. It's usually because... Well, they, they've been defeated and they have to go into hiding or they, you know, they lose their will to fight. They lose their power somehow. But this was a decision. He didn't lose his powers, which, you know, I don't really even know how he got his powers. They'll probably cover that at some point in the show, I'm sure. But um, it's just it's interesting that 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 dynamic and that character that they're building and being like, this is a decision that he made could be construed as a you know a good decision for his family but at the same time you know the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few and i mean he was kind of going for that family side that that the few but man the many really needed him he did a good job everybody knew who he was and he was keeping the city safe he was cleaning it up and he was he was a vigilante character and you can kind of tell there's some history between him and the inspector and some other guys and man there's just so much that I want to find out about these backstories now. It's just really cool that I know nothing about this going in, and there's a rich history that's already been built that's just been alluded to, and I love it. I mean, 
I'm sure they're going to do back backflashes and tell us some of the story too. But what do you think about that? How we just we've been given morsels and little allusions to a big grand backstory, but we're just going with what we got now in the modern day. I like what they're doing with it, and I also like the fact that because it's Black Lightning and he's such an obscure DC character, they essentially could do, they essentially could tell the story they want to tell. And if, I don't know if you guys follow Arrow or Flash things like shows like that, but one of the reasons why those shows are in the place they're in now is because of the fact that like, because of the DC Cinematic Universe. A lot of characters got pulled from Arrow and Flash. I don't know if people know that or not. Like, for example, Arrow at one point had the Suicide Squad, and they had to take the Suicide Squad out of Arrow to supplement it for the DC Universe. Mm -hmm. As well as Captain Cold. Captain Cold is not necessarily in Legends of Tomorrow because they're adding him to the Flash movies. And Black Lightning won't have that problem because most of the characters in Black Lightning aren't going to be used in the movies anyway. Like, you, being honest, you're not going to see Black Lightning become part of the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Or his Rose Gallery. So they kind of have free reign to do what they want with the character because most people don't even know who the character is. Mm-hmm. I think that's about to change, though. I think that, uh, you know, the the first two episodes uh, is what I've seen so far. I think actually the third episode aired last night. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but the... The word's going to get out, I think, about this show, because if you look at the current, you know, CW slate, the comic book shows that are out there, people are kind of getting, you know, blah towards it a little bit. They're all kind of spinning, spiraling a little bit. Arrow has been for a little while, just kind of circling a little bit. Um, the Flash is a little more interesting right now, but this is, it's it's a whole new take. You know, it's it's not a story about saving the entire world. It's a story about saving a community, and that's, you know, when, when you localize that story and you kind of, you put those heroes in those situations, and this is a hero that's not immortal. You know, he can get shot. He can get hit. Um, when you take that against a character like the Flash, who's like just too fast to get hit, you know what I mean? But you, you, you have this guy, and from what I can tell, his powers revolve around, you know, lightning in some way, obviously the name. And so when he's punching people, he's got like some extra oomph behind the punch to to kind of uh, electrocute it a little bit. He's got the ability to pick up somebody with some electrocution, kind of hold them at bay a little bit. Those are some of the things I've seen so far. I'm I'm curious to see how far they're going to take his power. What do you What do you think? Is, are they going to kind of keep him kind of low key a little bit? Or are they going to make him be like a Thor kind of character? Well, you didn't see the third episode yet, correct? Not yet. They did something a little cool with his powers that they have done in the first two episodes. It's not boom basket or anything like that, but it's a nice touch to some, th- some of the things that he can do. So I think as long as they stay along those lines and stay within a budget that makes sense, it can work out pretty good for the show. Okay, that's cool. Because I, I kind of think of Electro, you know, a little bit when I think of, like, lightning-type powers. Because he's really the only one that I can think of that's really lightning. But he gets kind of OP, you know what I mean? Um, thinking back to the way he was portrayed in some of the animated stuff, some of the comics, and uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, he got kind of OP a little bit with some of his powers, but I think that Black Lightning could kind of be along those lines and have some of those uh, abilities that he had. 
creating lightning storms, you know, moving over power poles and just kind of being super fast because he's able to use lightning to transfer from place to place. I don't know. Could be interesting where they take the powers. Yeah, it definitely could be interesting where they take it at. And I think as long as they don't oversaturate the show with so many costume villains and heroes and things like that, like the other CW shows did, I think they can go a long way with it and keep the story kind of localized to the area. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that, uh, well, I, we most likely will, but how do you think they're going to work in Black Lightning to like a, a an Arrowverse crossover? Do you think, you know, Barry is going to be like, oh, there's another guy over here that just showed up or um, Felicity is going to be like, hey, there's the news report about Black Lightning. And then Oliver's like, what's that? How do you think they're going to work him into like a, an, another crossover? The best way I think they should do it Make it as small and simple as possible. And easy way I think, the easiest way I think they could do it is just basically have Oliver Queen go to that town looking for somebody and run into Black Lightning. And then realize, huh, this is a something I really haven't seen before. I may have heard, like, whispers of this character, but I don't know who he is, and have them team up to fight a bad guy. You can't make Black Lightning too big of a character because... Then you fall into the same realm that you fall into with Arrow and Flash, where I found myself watching the shows, and I'm thinking to myself, well, if Barry's really having this many problems, why does he just call the Green Arrow? Mm-hmm. Or, or if the Green Arrow's having this many pro- much problems, why don't he just call the Flash or Supergirl? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of like they've gotten to the point in those shows where their bad guys don't seem like they're that tough because all you have to really do is, if you have Supergirl, The Flash, The Legends of Tomorrow, and The Green Arrow at your disposal, none of those bad guys they fighting should be that much of a problem. Yeah, because when you have Supergirl, for instance, right, just thinking about her alone, she can pretty much take down anybody, but obviously you look at her own TV show, she has Rain and other characters that are you know, to her level. But if you take Supergirl and you put her in any other situation, she's OP, right? She's she's God mode. It's done. But, yeah, like, when, when they do these crossovers, and especially when they work in character like Black Lightning, I, I do want it to be some more centralized or something like that. And it would be really cool if it was someone doing some detective work, like you said, checking things out. What's actually happened on over here? They've been hearing the reports about this guy, and just kind of see what's happening, um, because I think that'd be a really cool way to to make it all work together. Yeah, I agree. And um, let me ask you about this: What do you think of his costume? So, which one? The first one he put on, or the the, the redo? Um, I want to say the redo. All right, the redo. From what I saw of it the first time. Uh, he, he's definitely not going for stealth. <laughs> uh, he's he's kind of proclaiming himself as he walks down. You can probably see him from you know a few hundred feet away. Uh, but it is cool. Like it's a cool aesthetic. It's definitely very comic booky. Um, you know, it's got that that bright kind of color that kind of moves around in it. Uh, I do like it as a whole. Um, and I think that you know you, you have the the face. Uh, part of it too which is kind of you know his mask to kind of keep things going it just it looks good but i do think that it's not very uh tactical we'll call it when you when you're looking at 
uh, a stealth situation you want to kind of sneak up on people but he doesn't he's not about that the the two episodes i've seen he just kind of goes in and does his thing right he's not caring about about stealth or being sneaky he's just going to go up and take care of it yeah and i i like the fact that his face mask is big enough where you can be like okay i don't necessarily know who he is mhm because like for example not to talk about the CW universe, but look at Oliver Queen's mask. Mm-hmm. You pretty much can figure out within the first five minutes of getting close to him. Hey, you're Oliver Queen. You're one of the most recognizable people in Star City. Mm-hmm. You're the mayor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where, as with Black Lightning, it seems more realistic. Now, okay, we don't really know who he is because the mask is the it, the mask is a little bit more bigger on his face, so it doesn't feel as revealing as. The, the mask you usually see on characters. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, I do like his costume. Like, I, I think it's it's a pretty cool aesthetic, and it would fit in with any of the other characters that you can pull out of the Arrowverse. But my my hope is, you know, and you kind of alluded to this too before, is as other villains, you know, come along in, in the stories, is that we don't have a, uh, a who's most colorful contest. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm just... Because Luke Cage, kind of going back to Marvel a little bit, at the end there, when uh, when he fought the, the bad guy at the end of the first series, that just kind of felt a little weird to me. It felt a little off. Felt didn't feel natural or right. But, like, the way things are going right now with Blacklight... <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> ah. so the way things are going right now with Black Lightning, it feels right, right? So you got your hero. He's got his suit. He's all set. But nobody else really has a suit because, you know, they're all, you know, gang members or, you know, people that aren't, that aren't mean lawful thugs. citizens. Yeah, like, kind of like thugs. What do you think about the, uh, so we had Lala and we had Lala's boss. What do you think about him? He's awesome. I don't, you don't know who the character is, I'm, I'm assuming. So, not off the top of my head, I, I gather from from what I watched is that he is also someone from Black Lightning's past, uh, probably like his his big villain that probably put him down, and that's why he was surprised to hear Black Lightning was back. Okay, for those who don't know, his name is Tobias Whale, and he's a decent sized character in um, DC comic books. He's um basically he's like Kingpin. Mm. And if they treat him like Kingpin, like the Daredevil show treated Kingpin, that's going to be great. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. That's what it seems like it's doing. It's giving him that feel where he's not doing too much, but he's threatening. He's powerful. He seems like he's menacing. a person. Who, yes, he's menacing. He seems like a person who can beat Black Lightning. Hmm. Yeah, I think that the first episode, you know, it ends with, with him in there. It was very, it was a good hook. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and he has a unique look to him, too, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <sighs> I didn't want to go too long talking about Black Lightning tonight, but what are you wanting from this series? I think the, the first season is going to be 13 episodes. So what do you what do you want? We've got three episodes in the books. I haven't seen the third. You have. We got ten more. What do you what do, where do you think it's gonna go? What do you want from the show? I want the show to continue down the path it's going down right now, with this realism, with the realistic stories about 
marriage life and sexuality and find out who you are and kids being kids essentially. And I want to have a well the for the end of this season at least I want to have a realistic ending. I think a lot of shows don't really give that. I don't necessarily want Black Lightning to just save his day and everything's fine. All of a sudden, the 100's gone and, oh, the town's good again. No, it needs to be a little bit more realistic. realistic. Like, yeah, exactly. Like He may win a battle, but the war's still going on, mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I think that if they're able to continue the path that they're going now with that sense of realism... And not making it, uh, you know, not making it be a villain of the week type scenario, but making it the centralized thing. He's he came out of retirement to stop this gang, you know. He's he's trying to to get the city back into a good low location, a good spot. I really, I want them to complete this story with with this one hundred gang and with with that kingpin, the uh, the character that that you were talking about there. I can't remember. He said his name was Tobias. Tobias Whale. Tobias. Okay, Tobias Whale. I want them to continue. I want him to be the bad guy. I don't want him to put on some sort of weird suit to fight Black Panther. <laughs> Black Panther. Black Lightning. <laughs> but I just, I want it to be as real as it is now. You know what I mean? I agree. 100%. All right. So, so far, I've, I'm giving it, you know, a, a good two thumbs up. Give it a watch. I'm hoping that it continues this trajectory like we said here. Um, and I'm thinking that it will, just based on what we've seen so far, and the fact that they're 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 taking it and they're they're rolling with it. They're not holding back any punches. I, I really think that uh, if you haven't watched this show yet, you might you might like to check it out because it's it's really interesting. It's it's a grounded superhero show, way more than Arrow is, and you know that was kind of the grounded one at the beginning, but. He has powers, Black Lightning does, nobody else does at this point, which I hope it stays that way, just to kind of see how things work out and things happen. Final thoughts, Delvin? I think I think the show's going to do good, because they're releasing it at a great time. It's weeks before Black Panther, it's nothing really on TV right now, so it's in a good spot. I agree. Sounds good to me, sir. And, uh, we mentioned it a couple times already, and I had a Freudian slip, and I said Black Panther earlier. But again, Black Panther is coming out uh, to theaters next week. The buzz is good. Uh, I think the uh, the social media blackout has lifted a little bit on it. And the actual reviews, I believe, are coming out on Friday. Very hot. Mm-hmm. So, so far, a lot of people are saying it's excellent. It's, people are going out and saying it's one of the best Marvel films right now. So that says a lot. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. I and again, I don't know <coughs> a ton about. Oh my gosh, I want to cough again. I can't stop coughing. <coughs> We're almost done. I swear. Um, <laughs> I don't know much about Black Panther's background or his history. I know that he's from Wakanda. I know that uh, in the comics, at least, he was uh, Wakanda was known for their vibranium usage and adamantium. I think originally is where it was mined from there. Um, and yes. that he's the king of the people, and I, I kind of just know that that broad strokes background story about Black Panther. But I'm really looking forward to to the show to see how um, was it Chiwete Eliyafor? Is is he playing yeah. Black Panther? Yes, you got it right. I want to see his portrayal. Like I saw him in Captain America, you know, Civil War for a little bit there, but I really want to see him lead this movie. I think he's going to be a fantastic actor, 
and a great addition to the Marvel Universe. And I really want to see what he brings to to the stage because you look at the Black Panther character, he's kind of like, in a lot of ways, Captain America, but in my opinion, better because, I mean, Captain America doesn't have a really cool black suit and like claws that he can just dig into anything. <laughs> I think the comparison that most people do when it comes to Black Panther is he's either Black Tony Stark or Black Batman because he has the intellect of Batman. He's mm-hmm. the type of guy. Matter of fact, at one point, he had contingency plans on how to beat all the Avengers. Mm. He's a master strategist. He knows he figures out people's weaknesses. He's beaten villains way more bigger than him. Just by outsmarting them. And that's the type of guy Black Panther is. He's an interesting character because he's has so much depth to him. And it's mostly like he's not a hero in your typical sense where he's like, I'm going to save the day. He's more like, look, this is my country, Wakanda. You guys leave it alone. Mm-hmm. People are coming here trying to basically mine the country. Because not the, I, wanna, I don't know how to say this in a derogatory. I don't want to say this in a derogatory way, but. People have this assumption of Wakanda like it's some poor African nation that they can take advantage of. And then when they come there, they see that it's one of the most advanced places in the world. Like state of the art. So it's interesting. It's Mm -hmm. a different take on a superhero in a sense where it's a different take on an African story, just for that matter. Because it's not like I said, it's, it's not you're not going to see ele- people riding elephants or anything like that or tigers. <laughs> it's it's Wakanda is an advanced society, more advanced, and, and the comic books is more advanced than the U.S. and it's very rich because of the vibranium and everybody's coming there to get that that metal. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it, man. It's got a. Uh... Uh, a pretty high, like 94% of people on Google that have seen the movie somehow like the movie. I don't know how they've seen it already, but uh, <laughs> it officially releases on February 15th, so in just a few days. Ticket sales, when, when the tickets went on sale, it, they said it was the highest for any Marvel movie for pre-sales, which is kind of cool. Um, looking forward to, to seeing what they actually... Um, what everybody thinks about this movie when it comes out. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to really read any reviews before it. I don't want any spoilers because, like I said, I don't know a ton of his backstory uh, or a ton of his, his storylines that he has because usually Mar- Marvel kind of follows a storyline with these characters. But the fact that I don't know it and Infinity War is next, it makes me super excited. I really want to see what they bring to the table with Black Panther. So that is next month, ladies and gentlemen. We will be <coughs> discussing uh, Black Panther in the uh, February episode. So yeah, again, that sounds awesome. Delvin, thank you for, for joining me. Where can people find you on the socials and all that other good stuff? If you're on the Twitters, which the only place I'm probably at is Delvin underscore Cox on Twitter. There it is. And you can find this show at Entertaining Pod. Again, uh, make sure you check out Delvin's podcast, The Delvin Cock Experience. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Voiced by Nathan. Come over, say hi. Tell me how wrong I am about whatever. You know, it's cool. Tell me that I'm, I shouldn't be coughing on the air. I tried not to. I muted my mic a lot. 
and then you know it's it just happens you know you get you get you get sick but you don't want to let you know being sick for a whole month ruin ruin uh, an episode for the listeners that wanted it so uh here it is and uh send your complaints to uh flexposed at uh at flexposed yeah send, <laughs> send, send send all your complaints about that's entertaining to at flexposed and uh my name is jason Lacey. so there we go <laughs> Right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We uh, appreciate you for stopping on by, and we hope that you have been entertained. <laughs>